Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. We are making and being made. Come join us. Hey guys, it is Haley. You're listening to episode 64 of Kindled, and today I'm going to be chatting with Bridget Benford. Bridget is a health and productivity coach who focuses on meeting women where they are. Bridget's story is that after she had kids and was working full-time in a stressful corporate career, she found that it was more important than ever to find the right balance and to connect personally with her day-to-day work. Now, while Bridget has a lot of awesome tips and techniques for moms who are looking to manage their stress better, this is not another self-care conversation. This is Bridget actually almost coaching me in a season of life where I was not working out a lot and was not making the best health decisions early on in my pregnancy when I was almost like incapacitated from working out at all and just didn't even really feel like myself. So if you feel like you're not in your best place right now in terms of health or accountability or doing the things that you think you should be doing or eating the things you think you should be eating, I think you'll find this conversation filled with grace and hope and just practical encouragement for the season that you are in rather than for the season that you're not. So you're going to love this. Enjoy my conversation with Bridget. Bridget, welcome to Kindled. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So I would love for you to introduce yourself and your family. Absolutely. So I'm Bridget Benford. I currently live in um, Parker, Colorado, which is right outside of Denver. I have two children, Cora, who's six, my little girl, and then I have a little boy, Cody, who is four. And then, you know, I kind of throw my husband in that mix as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of us would do that. (laughs) I think he's an adult. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's Brian. And then and I have some fur babies and two dogs. So that Fine. is our family and our mix. And yeah, yeah, that's my that's family. Awesome. I do know where Parker is. My um, in-laws actually live in Centennial. So they oh, are yeah, really close. Far from you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my husband's from Denver. So it's it's a fun place to be able to go visit. So what does your work look like? Yeah, my work. So right now I call myself, you know, we all have different things we call ourselves. I'm a health and productivity coach. And really, I focus on meeting people where they are. So maybe that's one on one coaching for some group coaching for others. I also do worksite coaching as well and started retreats. So you know, my day to day work looks very different. It's, I think anything that I can pack in during the hours that I'm not on as a mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, filling that space and that time with, you know, impact and wanting to add value to others' lives. Yeah, that's great. And then the third question that I ask to start off is how are you seeing God's grace in your life right now? Yeah. I mean, obviously in so many ways, but if I had to kind of pinpoint, I'd say two ways for me, it's, it's such a grounding force for me, especially right now. As an entrepreneur and as a mom, I feel like there's so much ambiguity 
you know, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. Am I going in the right direction? You know, is this the way I am supposed to be parenting? And so it's, he's really that grounding force for me, that reassurance and comfort that you are doing just as you should be in this moment because you are mine and I have made you, you know, and so really that grounding force, that home base and that reassurance that so many of us need as, mm-hmm. as moms in particular. And then I'd also say just a source of inspiration for me. I get a lot of inspiration from nature, from, you know, the world that God made for us and all the beauty that is there, especially I'd say here in Colorado, I get to mm-hmm. witness so much of that, but it's, it's all around us. But on this journey of entrepreneurship and helping clients and also just living life, I'm so mm-hmm. inspired by the gifts he's given so many of us and seeing how people are using those gifts and talents is so inspiring to me. So yeah, right now he's a grounding force and he's uh, my source of inspiration. So yeah, it's awesome. Great. So tell me how you got into coaching and into the space of health and productivity. What, what got you started and, and what's your story with that? Yeah. You know, as, as most people, it's a little bit of, you know, like a, it was not a direct path. Mm-hmm. I did start out in health and wellness out of school. It was something, it was my major in college. I started in worksite wellness. So in corporate wellness, helping people be healthy at work in corporate fitness, I taught spin class and did that for quite some time. But after I got my master's degree in public health, I felt like I should be in operations, kind of in the bread and butter of the company that I was working for. I needed a more businessy type job is what I thought. So I jumped headfirst into operations and found myself in a job managing a team that was responsible for 800 physician schedules. And at that point in time, you know, you have these moments where you stop and you think, how in the world did I get here? And that was one of those moments. I was stressed out. And for me, exercise is huge. I wasn't exercising. I would not say I was a picture of health. And so I realized, you know, I was not living within kind of my values and what I thought my life was going to look like. And at the time too, my son got really ill. He was in the hospital in the ICU. My daughter um, was diagnosed with celiac disease. So it just felt like our health was turning into almost like a crisis. And yeah. so, you know, it's that time where you step back and I'm like, God, you know, I don't know what's happening here, but something, something needs to change. And I need, you know, I need for you to show me what it is that I'm supposed to do. It's also in those moments where you're like, God, what are you thinking? <laughs> and I, you know, that's a large part of kind of my why I've started doing what I'm doing. I wanted to be more present in in my own life, in my children's life. I wanted to impact people more one-on-one. And I wanted to be able to have a schedule that allowed me to take care of my kiddos the way I want to and and take care of myself as well. Uh, And so at the time I got, I got a certification in coaching and that was, that was that. But yeah, it was almost a health crisis that led me back into uh, focus on health. Yeah, that's, you know, not, it's, it's actually not uncommon. I hear that story from people over and over again, just like it was my own personal crisis or a situation that felt like I was out of control that then caused me, or maybe I really was out of control or like uh, even had an illness that then caused me to start researching this and then become interested and help other people. And so I think it's really cool when people can use those challenging circumstances to actually benefit themselves and their families and others. So. 
that's awesome. Yeah, I'll say too, you know, a lot of the work that I did in operations was around process improvement, project management, and, you know, those very organizational discipline skills, which, you know, I excel at, but I just wasn't kind of fueling my passion. And so now I think being able to use some of those skills to help people not only with their health, but with productivity and feeling more focused and being able to prioritize has been helpful mm-hmm. too. So um, the stressful job was not, <laughs> was not a total, a total loss. It was a great, mm-hmm. a great amount of learning in that. So, yeah. So here's something, and I didn't, I didn't even prep you for this, but it just was coming across my mind. So, and I bet you there are other women thinking this and, and wondering this. So Sometimes at the beginning of a conversation or when we hear other women or other people talk about our health or, you know, self-care routines, those things, it, we can either, I mean, you, you can probably speak to this as well. I'm sure you've seen this from clients. Like we, we can either feel a sense of like self-condemnation or judgment, like, okay, oh, I know I'm not doing a good job in this area. So eh, turn the dial. I don't want to hear it you know, because it's going to make me feel bad. Or we can feel really, you know, maybe we are doing a great job at that, at all of that. And so we can feel puffed up and prideful. I think it's a hard conversation for women to have, I guess is what I'm saying. It's, it's a hard thing to really talk about in a way that is honest because we're all so different, right? And you would, you know, agree like everyone's health is, is very unique and, and specific to you. And so what helps you be healthy is specific to you. And yet that's what you do is help women do this. So how do you perceive, and maybe it's different because your clients are coming to you, but how do you perceive like women at the outset of a conversation like this? Because I always kind of feel that little, it's, it's almost like a tension kind of growing, like, uh, okay, what are they, what are they going to tell me I have to do? What are they going to tell me I have to change? You know? And like a dread, (laughs) a sense of like, oh, I'm probably not doing something. I probably need to do better. So I'm just curious, like from your perspective, what you hear. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of folks, when I say what I do, they're like, oh, I hate to exercise, so don't talk to me. I get that a lot. Yeah. We're like, what product are you going to try to sell me that I have to start taking? Right. You know, and so that makes me sad, quite mm-hmm. honestly, because I'm not perfect. I, you know, mm-hmm. none of us are. And I think it's, it's similar to motherhood. And, you know, when we don't stay kind of in our own lane and we start that comparison peace, we can always feel like we should be doing better or doing more. Mm -hmm. And so my, you know, that's my first, my first thought on that is, you know, stay in your own lane. If you feel like what you're doing right now is what you can do, then, Mm -hmm. then that's great. And you're right. Health is different for all of us. And the reason we want to be healthy is different for all of us. But I also like to think about well-being, which is even greater than our health. Our health is just a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so I look at people who are able to volunteer and who are just so kind hearted. And to me, that is just a picture of well-being. Maybe they don't step inside the gym or they are working on nutrition, but, you know, they've got this service to others and this heart that is just so healthy, you know, in, in terms of their spirit. And so I think we all have areas certainly where we could do better, mm-hmm. but I think when you look at it from a bigger picture like that you know, those people who take time to volunteer and give back and connect with others, you know, it sometimes are healthier because they're not feeling the pressure of having to commit to so many different things. Yeah, so yeah. I just think, you know, I like to take a step back and not have it be that 
scary, you know, you must work out, you know, Mm -hmm. I always say like, I am not Jillian Michaels. So if you're looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, that then, um, and then you won't find that it's, you know, what, what is your goal in, in feeling good and what are you trying to accomplish and, and look yeah. at your health and well being from that perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think the other part of what we feel as women, at least that I feel, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but mm-hmm. is, you know, some, uh, it's, it's easy for me to kind of put my own personal health. I know this is like a lot of women do this on the back burner and everybody else comes first. And, and so everyone else, you know, it's like, you know, putting your oxygen mask on before you help the children. Like that can, although I wish that was my life, lots of days, you know, as moms, like we are having to feed our children before we've eaten or before we've had our coffee, or we're having to do things out of order from what we would prefer or like, or what feels like my best life. You know, I can't always like live the perfect day. And yet, so sometimes I can even in a weird way, like twist that and then be like, well, almost prideful in that I don't need to worry about myself. Kind of like I come last and and that's a place of pride, which is really messed up, but I I know it, it can happen. And it's not that hard to get to that space, especially when you feel like you don't have the control over your life or your days. If you're a mom of young kids and your days all look very different or you're dealing with napping, you know, just whatever your schedule is kind of up in the air, like because you don't have that control over your days or your life, you can feel like, okay, well, I don't need control. Like I just, I'm going to do whatever, whether or not it's healthy or actually makes me feel good. I'm, or I'm just going to eat the rest of my kids' lunches. If that, even if it's mac and cheese and I've had mac and cheese three days in a row, like whatever, you know, just kind of putting ourselves second, but that that can be a, a prideful thing we do too, you know, which is just a sin issue. Really it is, but it is interesting, I guess, to me how that we can find so many ways to discount health and like you're saying, even well-being um, and to put those really as very low on our priority list. Yeah, I start, I mean, I've been in that as well. Like, well, you know, my kiddos, they, they come first. I mean, that's how a lot of us are as moms. And, you know, one of my kind of tricks for this, and it's not ideal, my ideal would be having time to prepare, you know, really healthy food and Mm -hmm. having time to actually go to a workout, but it doesn't happen. Some days my kiddos get sent home sick from school, or you plan to work out when they take a nap and it did not happen, Mm -hmm. or you were tired and you didn't plan your meals for the week. And in those cases, I like to try to almost bring my kiddos. They don't have to be first. I don't have to be second. Like, can we be the same? (laughs) And in that case, like, what can I make that they will eat and that I can eat and we can all feel good about and then and bring them into that conversation like mommy, you know, I want to make sure we're all eating something healthy. So bringing them along with you in that or, you know, mommy wants to work out today. Like, what can we all do together? And then my kids think it's so funny when, you know, I have them try to do jumping jacks. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, I'm in a certain season with my children where that makes sense. But even if it's, you know, a walk with a stroller, it's not maybe what you planned. Just mm-hmm. getting everyone outside and just, I'd say, yeah, not feeling like you have to come first or second, because that can be a hard, a yeah. hard switch to make. But, you know, like I said, kind of integrating the two and seeing how, you know, you can feel like you're taking care of everyone, yeah. including yourself. Right. Um, yeah, Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Bring them along with you. <laughs> yeah. Something that you wrote to me in an email was God's grace is ever present in our lives. And when we are in our element, 
taking care of our health and well-being and thriving as women, it's easiest to embrace and accept his grace for what it is. And I just wanted to share that because I think that's true. I kind of war against that. Like I, I want to say or believe, no, I mean, God's grace is what it is regardless of how I feel, which is true. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. whether or not I feel held up by grace, I am. But at the same time, like for instance, if you're exhausted and you haven't slept or if you haven't eaten, life is harder. Life is just harder because God made us with limitations. You know, he made us with <laughs> We can't be superwoman and never sleep or never eat or never shower. And so, and, and I think it's his grace to us that we have limitations so that we can't do everything and be everything mm-hmm. to everyone. But I just, I liked that picture of um, his grace is ever present. And when we are in a place of health and well-being and, and thriving we are setting ourselves up to embrace that and accept that and then let that overflow into the lives of others as well. And so I fight against that, but I know it's true, <laughs> you know? So I guess sometimes yeah. I wish I could be the one that didn't have to sleep or, you know, could just work all <laughs> through the night. So Right. Well, then maybe we become delirious and, yeah. you know, every, it just right. overflows out of us. Um, right. And that's, and that's being, a, that's being reliant <laughs> on self. That's me thinking, well, if I just had more time, I could, you know, fill in the blank. That's thinking that there's something I could do that would ever, you know, that would kind of elevate me. And so it's a very self-centered way to live really when it comes down to it. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. You know, and I even, as I think that way, I'm like, is that right? Like, is that how I'm supposed to feel it? You know, we always question ourselves, but I will say, you know, it's just like anything. It's, it's hard to remember to say, you're, you know, to be thankful and grateful and have gratitude and notice all these gifts mm-hmm. that we've been given when we're coming from a place of exhaustion or yeah. just feeling awful. Mm-hmm. And so, you yeah. know, we're yeah. not able to use those gifts either, like you said, and, right. and give back to others and be in service when, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, sometimes yeah. you just can't. Sometimes you're in the place where you need him for that strength and, and you need others for that strength. And that is absolutely okay. And so I just want to acknowledge that too. But I do know that, you know, when I'm in a place of thriving of like, I'm in my own element, it's so much easier. Like, you know, thank you, God. And how do I share this with others? I think that's a lot of our goal to be there. Maybe most of the time. And then in that other place, you know, less of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's easier for us to see that in other people than it is for us to see it in ourselves, to see that we have those limitations or that we need those things as well. Like when you see, let's say you have a two-year-old who needs a two-hour nap every day. They miss that nap. They're a pain until bedtime. You're like, this is going to be a long afternoon. You know, we all know that kid just needed that sleep and that we know that there's a deficit. And so we expect different behavior. We're not surprised when they're like losing it on the ground over nothing because they're just tired. And so, you know, we understand they just have these limitations, they have these needs and they didn't get met. And so we have a little more grace for them, but we tend to not do that for ourselves. You know, we tend to not, to not realize, like, I just have limitations. I have, I, you know, I feel better when I'm not eating McDonald's every day, you know, frankly, (laughs) I mean, I do like McDonald's, but I feel better when that's not what I'm having every day. I start to feel yucky. I get heartburn. I'm on, you know, I'm like, like, it's not good. It's not a, it's not a good trend for me. So yeah. uh, Yeah. But when we like, when we reject that and say like, no, I can, I'm fine with whatever, you know, and kind of like denigrate health, then it actually doesn't serve us at all. I just thought the toddler example was, was helpful because it's easier to see. 
And we also, if we start turning into a toddler, then Mm -hmm. we know maybe we're in that place where it's time to slow down. Or, you know, if we do, like I sit, like for me, my eating habits are often a cue to, Mm -hmm. oh, there's something deeper that needs to happen. Like I need to slow down or I've overcommitted or I'm kind of starting to live outside my values again. Mm -hmm. And so those can be our cues and taking it for that, like a cue not something that we should beat ourselves up about. Mm-hmm. It's us like living within those limitations. Maybe it's, maybe it's God reminding us mm-hmm. <laughs> he's trying to send us a, a message to slow down. But yeah. Or like this morning, my two-year-old was just being particularly difficult and I am a stress, like whenever I'm stressed or kind of overwhelmed or I'm just like want to check out of life, my brain goes to sugar. I'm like, I want sugar. So if I have things that I like in the house that are sugary, like that will be my go-to in those moments. So what I actually did was I went downstairs and I opened the freezer and I saw the ice cream and I was like, it is 12 o'clock in the day. I am not eating the ice cream. No, (laughs) I closed the freezer, but it's like, that's what my brain wanted me to do. You know, I was like, it was telling me like, you just need ice cream. You just need sugar. And that's a lie. It's not going to make me feel better. It's just going to make me tired because it's like going to, you know, plummet my blood sugar in the middle, right. As my kids are taking their nap, I won't be able to be productive. So luckily in that moment, I didn't give into that, but it's like, those are the types of cues that tell me, I, re- I noticed, I know that about myself now. And so when my brain, you know, craves that, or it's, it's a kind of a habit thing, you know, and I don't give into it. It's like, okay, I know I'm going to feel better if I don't do whatever that thing is. Absolutely. Good job. That's hard to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's really yeah. not that hard not to eat ice cream at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, but <laughs> We didn't have any like know. cookies or anything like that. So anyways, <laughs> um, I went for a bowl of granola instead. So that was a better choice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was a good way to still get that sweet and right. right, and not be so tired. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, I told you this as well. I have not announced this yet, but by the time this airs, my audience will know that I'm pregnant. And so I am probably a lot of my stories and anecdotes are coming from the fact that I've been feeling really crappy for about 10 weeks now. And so that makes it way, I mean, this is just a special circumstance. (laughs) Like that makes it so hard to make the food choices I normally make. Like usually I love to have a salad for lunch. And lately I've been like, I cannot have a soft vegetable of any kind, um, unless it's a <laughs> restaurant salad. Like I love going to like this really nice salad place we have here in Kansas City called The Mix and getting like their fancy, you know, $15 salad, but I don't yeah. do it every day. So anyway, so that's, that's been challenging for me. What, do you, what would you say to the mom who's like in a season like that? Maybe it's not pregnancy. Maybe she just has a difficult circumstance with kids or um, is really busy with work and she doesn't feel like she's making the best choices or in the best spot to do that. What is your encouragement? What, what is, what, what are the words that you would say to her? Yeah. You know, it is so hard. We go through challenges, you know, and maybe our kids need more from us because of health issues or other family members are requiring more or, you know, whatever it might be, our own health is different. And so I would say in those circumstances, a lot of times we want to fight it. Think like, oh, but I should still be able to make good choices. I should still be able to, you know, do my old workout Yeah. and fighting kind of that acceptance that this is a certain season that we're in right. and, it, and what health is to us then is going to have to change, going to look different and really just embracing it for what it is. So if getting to bed on time ends up being 
your main goal, that is your goal. And if that is going to help you survive whatever it is you're going through, then I would say make that goal number one. You know, sleep is so important. (laughs) And I think it gets overlooked so much because we just have so much to do and so much going on. But just picking something that you know you can accomplish and do that. Or I know that I can make a smoothie first thing in the morning and I'll feel good about eating that. Mm -hmm. The rest of the day I can't account for. But embracing kind of that season, you know, maybe if you have been doing a certain workout and you're pregnant, looking for ways to kind of embrace that season too. I mean, it's not forever that you can go take prenatal fitness, you know? And Mm -hmm. so enjoying the struggle. I don't know if enjoying is the right word. Embracing probably be more suited, but yeah, just kind of leaning in as kind of cliche, leaning into what's going on, Mm -hmm. giving yourself that, that grace that's there and looking for just those one or two small, small things you can do that, you know, will help you. Yeah. Uh, you saying prenatal fitness just makes me like cringe a little bit because <laughs> my audience is thinking I'm like the biggest brat ever, but I'm like, no, that is way too easy for me. I do not need a prenatal class, but <laughs> that's not yeah. really, that's actually not really true because the, the class that I was going to was a, like a heated before I was pregnant, like a heated, I don't know, something. It was really hot. I don't, I, can't, I don't know what we did when we were in there. It was like cardio, yeah. bar, a mix of like all kinds of things, weights um, on a mat. So it was a great class. I loved it. I really loved sweating, um, especially all winter. It was great, but you can't yeah. do classes when you're pregnant. So I was like, dang it, what am I going to do now? You know, I couldn't do that. So, and when I was really sick, I just was like, I literally have no energy to do anything. So I was doing yeah. maybe like one or two videos at home a week. And now I'm just now starting to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I kind of want to get back into a class. So what do I do? So yesterday I went to this bar class here. We mm-hmm. have called pure bar. Yep. It's not heated. And the, and it was really hard. And I was like, it could be because I've been out for a month and like my body is just out of shape from working out. Um, or it could be that I'm pregnant, you know, pregnant, obviously it does make things a little harder. Like I couldn't do the Superman move where they lay on the ground and lift their arms and legs. I was like, well, I'm just going to sit here and, you know, <laughs> in the cow position because I have no clue. What I'm but it's just funny. Cause I'm like, I can't go to prenatal because I, that's too boring. <laughs> but then yeah. I go to the real class and I'm like, uh, I have to modify everything. So yeah, you're somewhere in between. Yeah. And I should tell you my story about pure bar. So I do, mm. uh, I go to orange theory. Like that's my, okay workout of choice. I like to run, uh, but I felt like I needed something like pure bar, like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I really need to kind of strengthen the supporting muscles or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't get injured. And I walk in and they've got the two pound dumbbells. Uh And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is a joke. Right. right. I couldn't even use the weight though. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was so hard. It is. Um, It is hard. You're right. I couldn't do some of the things and Mm -hmm. I've got, I'd gotten so used to like, what I normally do, and I, you know, I felt like a boss when I left yeah. those workouts, yeah. but um, I was like, wow, pure bar just kind of showed me up. Um, right, right. You're conditioned <laughs> for one thing, so then you do another yeah, and you're like, it's hard oh. not to get discouraged. Like, wow, you know, maybe yeah. I'm not this like in great of shape as I think. And mm-hmm. um, what it boiled down to is like, well, did I like it or not? Do I feel like I should be doing it or do I want to do it? Yeah, true. And just go with that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and if you like it and you can't do it all, that's okay. Yeah. If you enjoyed it, just go. 
Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, totally. I think exercise in particular is so good about, it's not just about like the body part of it. Like if you're enjoying it and your mind is entertained and it's getting your mind off of things, then yeah, it's, it's getting you out of the house for an hour and you're not worrying about who wants Cheez-Its right now. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's at least one of my reasons to go. So it's your uh, time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So talk to me about as uh, you, you mentioned some of this in your email, but I would love for you to kind of help women prioritize their health and well-being as a mom and or an entrepreneur, whatever they're doing with their work life. What are like the three things that if, if you could dial everything into three, you know, priorities, what would be those three priorities that women need to have? Yeah. You know, I talk to people a lot about managing stress. Cause I think again, when I say I'm like a health coach, mm-hmm. immediately people go to like diet and exercise, but I think stress can be just as debilitating as not working out on a regular basis or going through that McDonald's drive through mm-hmm. And of course, exercising and eating well help manage and relieve stress. Um, but looking at stress and I mentioned sleep already one time, but really focusing on getting the sleep that your body needs because it helps regulate those stress hormones. It really sets us up for a good day and not having that like angry, stressed out feeling, you know, we can be more patient with our kids. Certainly depending on where you're at in motherhood, sleep looks different. When you have little people coming in your room, you have babies waking up, you don't have as much control over sleep, but maybe then sleep takes the place of a workout or something else that you had to do. So I certainly think sleep is really important. Um, Moving your body, whatever that looks like, it's 10 minutes of walking, helps relieve stress. And then, like I mentioned, eating for how you want to feel instead of letting your food stress you out too. Just trying to make simple choices, you know, make the healthy choice the easy choice by putting kind of energy-rich foods in your home that are going to not add to that stress. You know, you talked about the sugar piece. And so then we get in that cycle of, I just had a bunch of sugar. I felt good for a second. Now I feel even more cranky and it just adds to our stress. So Mm -hmm. really working on stress. So that's how I prioritize to begin with. And then I would say managing the busyness. I don't know if you feel like this, but I think there's this compelling like drive just to be busy. And you ask someone even how they're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Uh, I'm like, oh, well, okay. I don't, you know, it's like, that's not a feeling, but maybe it is. Mm. And so I talk to people a lot about, well, if you weren't going to say busy, like, what would you say? Or if you feel like you need to say I'm busy, stop for a second and decide like, well, why am I feeling so busy? Like Mm -hmm. kind of letting go of that idea that I have to be busy to feel productive, or I have to be busy to feel like I'm improving my worth. Um, so just slowing down and not feeling like you have to do all the things, you know, especially when, I mean, not even especially when, when you're a mom in general, there's just so many things you could be doing. So looking at, you know, what you can take off your plate, what you can outsource. Is it really necessary? I like to tell people to make a to-do list and cross something off of it without even doing it. It's a challenge that I I have for folks. Make a to-do list, (laughs) cross something off without even doing it. 
Yeah. Like find something that's like this really, you know, did it, is it really going to matter if I do this or not? And if not, then just cross it off. Like, don't even do it. Oh, I see. Don't okay. do the thing. Yeah. You're like, wait, but what if pick up my kids was something I crossed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I was like, I, I just was trying to understand. Yeah. What you meant. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah. That, there's prioritizing that comes with it. Like, mm-hmm. do I think it's going to be that important for me to do this? And mm-hmm. if so, let's just let it go. Right. Like one of those things for moms might be, you know, like Christmas cards or birthday invitations or something, something kind of extra that you're like, this is something I really need to do. And then you're just like, yeah, actually I don't have to. Yeah. Like going and buying new pillows. So my living room looks, you know, you just like, nobody is going to notice and nobody will care. So just leave the house the way it is. Mm. (laughs) You have little children. And then finally, like, I think it's so important to kind of break that isolation you know, as an entrepreneur, I feel this a lot. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, like working solo, but also as a mom, I mean, mm-hmm. no one truly knows, you know, what's going on with your family like you do. And it can be really isolating sometimes and um, getting out and connecting when you can, but also just like finding ways to cheer each other on. Even if it's, I almost challenge myself to do this on social media, like find ways to say like, you're doing amazing. Like when you see someone doing a great job, call it out. It's helping you both connect and feel better about, about life, connect for a a bigger, you know, bigger purpose. Maybe it's going to a mom's Bible study or, you know, whatever that looks like, but finding ways to kind of get out of that cycle Mm -hmm. of, you know, stay busy, stay stressed, get isolated. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just the recipe for burnout really. And you can be just as burned out as a mom as you can in your job or any other thing. So and it's strange trying because to prevent that. It does seem like a lot of us like to like to stay there. You know, I mean, we know that that's a cycle. We know it's we've we've been there before. It's not like it's unfamiliar territory. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen when I say yes one more time, or start one more project, or do one more thing, or join one more team of some sort, whatever that is, or group and we all know and it's almost like sometimes i think we self sabotage because then we know we'll be busy we know we'll feel important if that's our thing or you know we'll we'll feel like we have the right to request approval because we're working really hard we're doing a lot and then we'll be able to have that breakdown with our husband and say you don't understand how much i have got you know like <laughs> it's yeah. like you know i don't know i mean i know i've certainly been in seasons or, or i feel like i can't break the cycle and i'm just in it but but a lot of it is just lies a lot of it is really believing lies that you have to do that much that, that everybody needs you in the sense like you are the one keeping the world spinning on its axis and you know, that's just a wrong understanding of us in relation to our creator and who is actually keeping the world on its axis. And, um, and yeah, like you said, like that, that, you know, if nobody's going to die or be left at school, if we don't do that (laughs) thing on our list, you know, then maybe it's okay to just consider not doing it. Yeah. I, I just think, I think a lot of us like the drama I mean, as sad as that may be, I think we kind of like the drama of being in that situation. And then, then we can be like, oh yeah, you know, life is so hard. Um, and I, I'm not minimizing some people's lives is really hard or you have a really difficult child or you have a really difficult health situation. So I know that there are some things that are often real, but there's other things that are more imagined than real or created maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's nice to feel like you're important and needed in that if you didn't do all the things, you know, that maybe the world would stop spinning, but 
I've noticed for myself, uh, I think there's a lot of talk. I'm kind of changing gears, but there's a lot of talk about morning routines lately. And I certainly think they're important. And this morning, in fact, it's kind of beating myself up because I was sitting in the bed reading and really my alarm was going off. I was supposed to get up. But in that moment of like, you know, I experienced grace right then because my son walked in and he said, I was looking for mommy snuggles. And if I'd been up doing all the things, you know, I would not have still been there to witness you know, the sweet little human that I have in my life. And so to me, sometimes, you know, we're doing all the things for our children and then we're missing like the beauty of them Yeah, when we're, you know, when we're doing all those things. And yeah, so it's sure. in that moment of slowing down and getting to see like, oh, look, the sweet like little card that they're making and that I probably would have just like shuffled to the side and complained about it as, you know, clutter if yeah. I had not yeah. been it's in so the place easy. to it's say so like, Oh, look at this beautiful little thing that they just made. And Mm -hmm. so I think I try to remind myself of that because, you know, I certainly get caught up in the busyness. Yeah. Busyness. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And wanting to go like be it all today. Like, yeah. I'm going to conquer the world today. And then our, our, all our kids become in that is um, obstacles and roadblocks to us getting there because they certainly don't help us be more productive, you know? Um, And so. Anytime I invite my daughters to help me fold laundry, that just really means, you know, mess up all the piles that I'm making. But, you know, yeah, and they're not obstacles and they're not roadblocks to us and to our, our success, you know, and that that's just totally missing, missing the beauty and the gift that they are. But yeah, when we're busy and when we are overwhelmed and we are in too deep and in all these other areas, it's really hard to pull out of that spin cycle and just be like look at this beautiful life. Look at my kids. Look at, you know, look at our house. I mean, no, nothing's perfect. Everybody is, you know, they just fought five minutes ago, but I'm grateful. (laughs) And yeah, I just had to take away llama llama again because they're, you know, they can't watch the show because they've been arguing all morning, but they're healthy. They're home with me. You know, it's, yeah, there's always a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. This morning it was like, get in the car, get in the car. (laughs) He said, get in the car. And then, you know, we're backing out of the driveway and I'm like, Oh, look, I was like, oh, look, there's a tulip popping up, you know, and they're like, yeah. oh, nice. Wow, you know, and cool. so in that moment of slow, you know, you slow down for just a second and stop right. that, like, I would have missed it if I continued going, get in that car, <laughs> you yeah. know, and so mm-hmm. just, remo- you know, remembering, like, just stop and look and mm-hmm. point them out to them too. They, you know, they get excited about that stuff. So, yeah, they do. That's fun. My girls are, yeah, they, this, this year we're going to do a garden outside and that always helps us slow down. Like, I mean, spring is ideal as a mom because you can be outside Mm -hmm. and it's not, you know, they're not complaining yet that it's too hot. They love it. No coats. It's just, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So the last two questions that I ask every guest are what is a life hack or a mom tip that kind of saves you and is something that you rely on? Yeah. You know, I think I talked about it a little bit, but kind of bringing my kids along with me in this kind of journey and not feeling like I have to have it all figured out, but also, you know, with my life and work being like revolving around health, like exposing them to that, but also to things like, you know, like I said, people talk a lot about morning routines and I think they should be a part of that too. I've started doing this morning devotional with them and I did it just a few times and now they are my reminder to do it instead of me having to force it on them because they enjoy the time sitting down. 
And so if there are things like that, that you want to be doing with your children, and again, mine are six and four. So it lends itself to that, but involve them in that. They, Mm -hmm. they will enjoy it and they will be that kind of reminder to go do it (laughs) as they grow, but just kind of, like I said, bringing them along with, you know, how can we make a meal that we'll all enjoy, but still has some good fruit vegetables in it. So not feeling like you have to separate out what you're trying to do for yourself from what you're trying to do for Mm -hmm. and with your kids. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. My girls are always more willing to try something if they had a hand in making it. So yeah, I do love that tip. Yeah. What do you do for fun? Oh, so many things. Actually something quite quirky (laughs) right now. I saw a donkey, like a donkey running race three years ago. And I thought I have to do that. Yeah, I know it's, it's bizarre. Um, um, but you ride them? No, you run with them on a rope. (laughs) And so, yeah. So I was like, I have to try this at some point. And so this just happens to be the year that I'm giving it a go. Uh, It's a big thing in Colorado, I guess. It was like old (sighs) old mining trails. You run your donkey. So I did my first donkey run last Sunday. You did do it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So who's in front? You were the donkey. The donkey is in front. Wow, that's a little scary. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was a little scared, but are they fast? They can be. Yes, they can be fast. So you have to keep Um, up with the donkey. A little bit. Yeah. Is the rope like around your your waist? No, uh, uh, it can. Some people do that. I did not. Uh, I was hold not. It. Yes, um, okay. very loosely. In fact, in case I just needed to let go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Not that your nearly kids as boring it. as like you. And yeah, they are so interested. This was just a training run, so they did not come. Oh, okay, uh, but they want to do it so badly. Yeah, and so. Somehow I've got to get them into the sport of donkey racing now, I guess. But oh my gosh. anyway, so that is what I have chosen to do for fun here recently. And I am not anyone who's ever been around, you know, horses or donkey, you know. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty Barn random, um, but it's, it's been really, yeah, I did not grow up on a farm. I have not previously handled any type of farm life. Um, I have to say that is the most obscure fun thing that's ever been shared on <laughs> the podcast. That is for sure. <laughs> Really, really, really <laughs> random. It's random. That is um, so random, but it's great. I love it. It was like silly, stupid, just plain old fun. And I happened yeah. to be exercising. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know in what? Fear, Why not? In fear, in serious fear for your At life. First. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I went on, I was like, you know what? I've got this. And this is yeah, pretty yeah. fun. Um, That's hilarious. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, really random. <laughs> but fun. Okay. So my last question is how do you rest? How do I rest? You know, that's something I have to remind myself to do as many of us do. One not so creative or fun answer is like, if it's my, like my body that's needing rest, like I just make sure I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I don't know about you. Sometimes that time, like that my kids have gone to bed in the evening is like my time. And Uh so I almost want to extend it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to read, I'm going to watch my show. I'm going to, and then I find myself, you know, at 11 PM and, you know, grumpy mom the next day. So it's telling my husband, my intention, it's setting an alarm on my watch so that, you know, he'll come turn off the TV. You need to go to bed (laughs) or the alarm on my watch. At least I have to silence it and say like, no, I'm ignoring you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's literally just getting to bed on time. Yeah. 
But then to me, like sitting down and playing with my kids is a way I can help my mind rest because I feel like I'm, I'm always trying to think of like, you know, how I can help my clients or, you know, what I should be doing on social media or, you know, all the different things. And, you know, you're, it's like, I, my mind just is so tired and so busy. And so if I sit down, like play a board game with them or just kind of go sit with them in the backyard, I find like, that's a nice way to rest and yeah. stop thinking about all the things. So yeah. Yeah. watching those, those little people play is, I know is fun. It is fun. And where can people find you? Where, where do you uh, hang out online? Yeah, well, I have a website. It's uh, bjbcoaching.com. Okay. And then, yeah, that's the best way. My links to my social media are there. So that's kind of the easiest place to find me, I'd say. We'll put that in the show notes and people can find you there. Awesome. Bridget, thank you so much. This has been really great to talk with you. And I appreciate just your, uh, your unique perspective on health and how we can be healthy, healthier and happier women. I think, uh, I, I think people are going to identify with a lot of what we talked about. So thank you for awesome. sharing. Well, thank you so much. And I really, I love, I love your show. I love what you have to oh, say or your you. podcast. And if you call it a show, but I don't know what um, I started call it. sharing it with folks. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if I use the proper terminology um, <laughs> either one, but yeah, I just think it's awesome that you are kind of spreading the word and also just kind of giving that encouragement and comfort that I think so many of us need. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. So, so yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, I want to ask you a favor. Would you please submit a rating and review on Kindled on iTunes? When you do this, it really helps other moms and women who need to hear this message of grace find the show and helps both me and my guests be found as well. Your words mean so much. I read every single review. They're just precious to me and they're incredibly encouraging as, you know, it's kind of lonely behind this microphone sometimes. So one of my favorite things is reading the words that you have to say and just being encouraged and inspired that what I'm doing matters and is making a difference. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Guys, thanks for listening all the way to the end. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Cassandra Spear. She is a dear friend of mine who I met on Instagram, actually, in the Kindled community. Now, Cassandra and I are going to talk about another hot topic, self-love. I bet you've heard the saying lately, you can't love others until you love yourself. You can't give what you don't have. This message is all over the internet, but is it true? That's what Cassandra and I are digging into next week on Kindled. So be sure and come back and be sure and connect with me on Instagram at hayleywilliams.kindled if you haven't done that yet. And check us out on Facebook by going to kindledpodcast.com and find the link to join our Facebook community on the homepage. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.